0: some helpful advice about preparing and presenting the budget for your small flight operation. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. Now, I think it's fair to say that, if given a choice, most managers of business aviation flight operations of all sizes would greatly prefer to spend their time on the flight deck, or at least in the hangar, rather than sitting at a desk crunching numbers on the latest operating budget. Nevertheless, preparing that budget and then presenting it to company executives or the aircraft principal is an important part of an aviation manager's responsibilities, and I'm pleased to welcome today three experts on the matter, each with a unique perspective on the budget process. Eric Knupp is the head of flight operations for Live Oak Bank and the vice chairman of the NBAA Domestic Operations Committee. Also joining me are Jim Lara, principal at business aviation consulting firm Greystone Advisors, and Angel Hauk, a partner with the aviation CPA firm of Hauk & Christensen. Angel, I can see how this could be a daunting topic to think about for aviation managers. What are some common misperceptions about presenting a budget to the company principal?
1: You know, not only just presenting it to the principal, but the budget process as a whole. You know, you guys are aviators, you're pilots, you're great at what you do. And accounting is a completely different skill set, just like I don't pretend to be an amazing pilot on my end. And so, you know, don't think you have to do it by yourself. Make sure that you have the right advice. You're taking it step by step. But when you're talking about how to get that communication open, and I think this is going to be a theme throughout our entire conversation, is start the conversations early and have that open conversation and that open feedback between you and your principal, um, and really understand what it is they're trying to get out of that budget. And I think that's going to make the whole process go a lot easier.
0: Jim, what have aviation managers told you concerns them most about the budget
2: process? Well, there are a couple of things. Uh, One is that the budgeting process used to be a -a once-a-year deal. No longer. There are so many changes that are going on in business today that it's very common to redo the budget maybe every quarter. So it's not a -a once-a-year activity anymore. It's an ongoing activity. And in terms of fear... It's uh, important that the aviation director recognize the fears that he or she may, may have. And one of the most common ones is expecting rejection or pushback from the principal. If you expect that, that's probably what you're going to get. So put it all in a positive light. And as Angel mentioned, do it in a collaborative way. And it's really important where the aviation director does not understand the point of reference that the principal will be using. It's really important that the aviation director be speaking in that language.
0: And speaking of knowing the language, Eric, what are some things an aviation manager can do ahead of budget discussions, so when the time comes to present numbers that they don't shock their principal, who may not be fully aware of all the costs related to maintaining a business aircraft?
3: Yeah, I think that's a really valid question this time around right now, because there are so many new aircraft owners out there that are probably not up to speed on what to expect when it comes to uh, operating an aircraft. And uh, I think the best thing to do is to have all your data in place and all the assumptions in place and make sure that those are correct and have the principal understand that, as Jim references uh, often, that you cannot negotiate the numbers or the cost, but you can talk about the various assumptions that go into those. There's not a lot of wiggle room in terms of what you can and cannot adjust. You know, For instance, an airplane is going to burn a certain amount of fuel per hour, and there's nothing you can do about that. But there are other smaller things that you might be able to adjust, especially when it comes to the assumptions. So that's a good place to start. In my own personal experience also, I've had, I guess I would say the most pushback has been around headcount. And so if you're going to try and justify adding headcount or even starting out with a certain number, have that Rationale lined up ahead of time so that you can anticipate the questions that are going to come back. The most common question I always hear is, well, Why do you need more than two pilots to operate that airplane, assuming it's a two pilot airplane? So you need to be prepared to talk about vacations, training, sick leave, whatever else might go into a pilot being unavailable. Or if you have technicians, the same argument applies. So try and anticipate as much as you can what your principal might ask in terms of resistance, just not understanding. Uh, what it takes to be successful in your flight operation.
0: Angel, this doesn't sound like a process an aviation manager should just begin a week or two before a budget presentation is scheduled.
1: The sooner you can start, the better. And you know, understanding those assumptions are the key and you know, understanding what your principal is looking for. So every principal and every business person is different and they see numbers differently. Sometimes they wanna know, what's the all in number? What are we looking at? Sometimes they wanna know, what does it cost us to operate that flight per hour? And that's a big question because you have different, you have your fixed costs and your variable costs and figuring out what's gonna be meaningful to your principal and really understanding what's important to them in those numbers. Is their flexibility important to them or are they looking at running as cost-effectively or cost-efficiently as possible? You know, what's important and what's going to give them the most benefit from that presentation? The last thing you want is to go to all this work, do this budget, spend all this time getting your numbers where they are and then present it and find out that you're not actually answering the questions that they were looking for.
0: We'll have more in just a moment, but first, this word from NBAA.
1: NBAA Flight Plan listeners, the latest digital edition of your magazine is ready. Just visit nbaa.org insider and all the latest intel will be in your hands.
0: We're back now with Angel Howick, Eric Knupp, and Jim Lara, and our conversation about the budget process for small business aviation flight operations. Jim, when the time comes to present the budget to the aircraft principal, how should an aviation manager structure that conversation, especially, as we've mentioned, to make the needs of a flight operation clearer to someone who may not be familiar with all that entails?
2: One of the first things is to identify what the peer group of that executive may be hearing from, um, from their friends who are also operators of aircraft. So, provide peer group experiences so that it does not look like uh, this is a one-off presentation or situation. As Angel mentioned, you always want to have a collaborative atmosphere, but before you go into that meeting, provide the materials that you're going to be discussing significantly ahead of sitting down with your principal. Then during that meeting, now, as Eric said, there's the, there are a lot of assumptions. And you want to make sure that you have established agreement on the key assumptions with your principal. And this, this may take some discussion. As Eric was talking about in terms of headcount, most businesses budget their headcount based upon work hours. There's 2,080 work hours in a normal work year. Well, in aviation, of course, we schedule folks by the day. So there could be a, a real disconnect there that you want to bridge. And importantly, everybody should understand that about 70% of the budget is fixed. You have no control over it. Though, If you're gonna own and operate an aircraft, those items are fixed, like depreciation, like a lease payment or a, a payment, like taxes, like insurance, like hangar rental. If you add all those things up, it's about 70% of the total budget. And most importantly for every executive, lead off with the bottom line. Always come at it first with the answer and then provide the backup.
0: Eric, I'm going to guess that in most cases, this is going to be a longer conversation than chatting outside the aircraft for 20 minutes.
3: Yeah, I think it's going to vary quite a bit on the organization. If you're working directly for a high net worth individual and it's a very small organization, you might have that conversation directly with that person. Whereas if you're working for a corporation like I do, there may be several layers involved in preparing the budget. The budget goes to your immediate supervisor, then on to the board, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really going to depend on the person that you're having that conversation with and also how familiar they are with the operation. Uh, what I've found is as I've reported to various different folks within my organization, there's always a learning curve for both of us, but mostly for me to get them up to speed on what all goes into my budget and why those things are there. And I think once they've seen that once or twice, then they start to understand, okay, I've, I've seen that before. I know to anticipate that. So the length of time hopefully gets smaller and smaller as time goes by and you present the budget more frequently.
0: Angel, given that we are talking about a lot of fixed costs that can't be easily reduced, what are some points that perhaps an aviation manager should highlight before the discussion turns to hard numbers and especially to the bottom line?
1: Well, there's a few things that are going to impact your numbers the most. One, the amount of flexibility you want. If you want to be able to fly seven days a week at the drop of a hat, you need to make sure that you're staffed up properly, regardless of how much you fly. I mean, that's really your biggest thing, right? Is how much you're going to fly, how flexible you want to be. And from there, you can start molding around that and you know when you look at the budget 70% like Jim says is fixed but you have your big numbers you have your maintenance and you have your fuel and those are going to be your big big numbers that are going to take up the most of your budget and you can start picking away at those but then if you want to adjust the budget don't Look at the small things. Don't look at the little, little numbers. Look at the bigger items and either understand why the, they are the way they are and be okay and feel comfortable with those numbers or understand what drives those numbers so that you can help adjust them if needed.
0: And speaking of those factors, Angel, are there line items that principals most typically object to in your experience? And how would you recommend an aviation manager address the principal's concerns about those items?
1: I think one of the quick ones to go to is out-of-pocket costs like ground travel, crew travel, hotels, cars, food, things like that. Because when you're looking at an airplane, you can't change your fuel. You can't change your insurance, but you can change those numbers. But they're such small numbers. And so what I always recommend is when you look at your budget and you look at each line item, put a percentage next to it of the percentage of your total costs And when you look at those little dollars, those little out-of-pocket expenses, even if you went in and became so strict and went very, very clean into them, your bottom line is gonna change so little. And so really drive that home and say, yes, we can do these things and we can make these adjustments, but there's gonna be a lot of time involved in doing that. And your impact is gonna be very, very little. So again, understand what's driving them and then understand how much of an impact that's really gonna have on your bottom line.
0: Jim, how would you recommend an aviation manager handle budgetary objections
2: from their principal? You have to know your audience. So it's pretty easy to predict what the points of objection are going to be if you know a little bit more about the person you're talking with. And so where is the best resource to go for that knowledge? And that's to the executive assistant the executive will commonly object to the same things in every budget and the executive assistant will see that, that he or she will be party to that. So know what those are, get get that intelligence ahead of time, and uh, you'll be better prepared to handle any objections. If you get an objection as to the number, remember, go back to the assumption that drove that number. Negotiate the assumptions, not the numbers.
0: Eric, what budget items in your experience have led to the most questions or discussions with your principal?
3: Historically, for me, the one thing that consistently raises objections or at least resistance is headcount. We touched on that a little bit earlier, and I think Angel hit the nail on the head. You have to relate that back to flexibility. Why does it take more than two pilots to fly a two-pilot airplane? Well, it's about flexibility, and uh, I like to equate a flight department to a fire department. Are there times that we are not as busy and maybe we're cleaning the fire trucks? Yes. But when the fire alarm goes off and you want us to be able to react quickly to any situation that comes up on a short notice, you want to have that flexibility. And so if you're going to give up headcount, you're going to have to also equate that with your principal to giving up the flexibility. And some principals are going to be totally fine with that. They plan their travel well in advance, and that's okay. For my organization, there are constant changes that happen on a regular basis and often with very short notice and so for us to be flexible and react to all those changes we have to have the staffing in order to do that and that's been a process to come to that understanding over over many years really we started out with a bare minimum and we've gradually built up to where i I think we're at a comfortable level now but uh, i think headcount is always the one that that raises eyebrows
0: Great points. So what guidance is out there, Eric, to assist aviation managers in managing the budget process, especially for their first time for the company or principal?
3: I wouldn't recommend doing it the way I did it, which was trial and error. (laughs) I came into a situation where a flight department did not exist and I had no previous experience managing it. And so it was a steep learning curve. And I wish I had known to reach out to experts like Jim and Angel to help me early on creating that budget and making sure that I had all the items in there that needed to go in there. But if you want to start out real basic on MBAA's website, you can reach the uh, learning management series under business management section. There is the small operator learning series, and there's about five modules in there. One of those modules is about not even 15 minutes long, and it's budgeting basics. And it's basically my own trial and error on what I found to be absolutely necessary to be in that budget. Uh, That's a good place to start. And then, as I mentioned, if there's no objection for cost, reach out to people like Angel and Jim because they've done this a thousand times with so many different operators. They've seen everything. They know all the answers to to the questions that your principal is going to ask before they even ask it. So I would highly encourage a new manager to to reach out to those third parties and use that expertise that's available. Give yourself permission not to be an expert. Do not worry about... The perception that you may not be the expert that you present yourself to be as the new aviation manager. You don't want to inadvertently find that out the hard way, or for others to find that out the hard way down the road. So reach out to those folks early on, reach out to your peer group, and get that expert advice as soon as you can.
0: And speaking of expert advice, Jim, what do you recommend for aviation managers about preparing and presenting a budget?
2: Well, if they're stepping into a flight department that previously existed then they have a great resource and by just getting a, a roster of all the checks that were written in the past 12 months that's what you're spending money on now angel will give you entries in for accounting that where you don't write a check like depreciation but those can be added in from our perspective if you're going to be a successful influencer and negotiator as a flight department leader you really have to start with two things. One, you have to understand the numbers so that you're not stumbling on them. You have to you have to do your homework and be very familiar with them. And second, you have to understand your audience and how they process information and make decisions. And then you can get into the nitty-gritty. But the first thing you got to take care of is yourself and your self-confidence and knowledge. And then the second thing is your audience. Budgeting can be a very daunting activity because it's not part of our core activities as an aviator. And conversely, aviation can be a very difficult process for the reporting executive because aviation is not part of their core activities. When you as an aviation manager know yourself and you know your, your client, then your success is made a lot more probable. Angel, what advice would you like to share?
1: I think the most important thing to keep in mind is don't be afraid to ask for help, especially as a new manager. If you come in and you don't know how to make a budget from scratch, that's fine. Most people don't know how to make a budget from scratch. So asking for help isn't a bad thing. And at the end, if you're asking for help from the right people, And you're listening and you're taking it in and you're really giving that thought and doing your research and doing your homework to what creates that underlying budget. And you're talking to your principal, you're understanding what they're looking for. You know, that first budget, that first meeting, when you finally get together to present, it may not go exactly like you want it to. But the point is to come out of it with a better understanding of what you're trying to present. So if it isn't perfect at first, and a budget is never perfect, right? It's purely an estimate and you know so figuring out what what we want to show and how we want to show it and it's an ongoing process just because you have your budget don't just mindlessly go same as last year we used to call it sally in the accounting world same as last year and put those numbers in think about it is this really the best presentation of how we're using this aircraft and the costs associated with it is there a way to improve it and so it's a constantly improving process as well
2: and let me just offer this, you really have to make the numbers realistic and you have to build in some contingencies. So, because you're not going to be exactly correct, but build in some contingencies and for gosh sake, don't deliver ear candy. Don't deliver what you think somebody wants to hear when you know it's completely unrealistic because that will cause you grief for the entire year to come and may cause your principal to, to to question your abilities. So make the numbers realistic, build in some contingencies, and don't try and deliver ear candy.
1: Jim is completely right. You know, don't try and tweak the numbers to what your principal wants to hear. And that's, you know, like I said, that's gonna be our ongoing theme is what is your principal looking for and having that open conversation. If you start tweaking it to what they want to hear, your entire year is going to be driven around trying to meet those numbers when you realistically can't do it. And so, you know, making sure that it's it's realistic, it's well thought through, even if it's not perfect, you, you're giving those real ex- realistic expectations.
0: As mentioned earlier, NBAA offers numerous resources as part of the Small Operator's Learning Series, addressing topics of interest to aviation managers. You can access this series, including the latest presentation featuring my guest today offering more tips about the budget process at nbaa.org/principal. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from NBAA.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan.